0: Warning, the following podcast may contain potential plot spoilers, but then again, it may not at all.
1: Hello and welcome to Potential Spoilers, I'm Kieran and I'm joined by Maddie D. And they keep a giant ant as a
0: pet. Who plays the drums. Who plays the drums, and
1: if you didn't <laughs> want to know that then you shouldn't be listening to this show because that is a spoiler. It certainly is because what we do on this show is we look at all the promotional material for an upcoming Hollywood blockbuster and then we attempt to predict as much of the plot as humanly possible and then when the movie comes out we go and see it. And see how well we did We pat each other on the head Rub each other's bellies It's a great time
0: Yep And it's a Marvel version now
1: That's the theme Is that the theme to the Marvel movies? Yeah It sounded like Back to the Future to me Oh my god (laughs) I tell you what The Marvel theme is composed by Alan Silvestri Who did do the Back to the Future soundtrack So I'm not surprised that it sounds similar to me Uh, And if it wasn't obvious from the title This week we're talking about the next installment In the Ant-Man franchise Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania, it's official, the Wasp is officially a part of Ant-Man's franchise now, since she's appeared in two of the titles. I know nothing about the character of the Wasp, but we can talk all about that this week. So, if you haven't heard of Ant-Man before... He's had two other movies, so I'm sure you've seen one of them, maybe. Have you, Kieran? No. <laughs> he's first appeared as Scott Lang in Avengers Issue 181 back in 1979. And Maddie D, I'm not really familiar with the comic book character of Ant-Man. From what I understand, Hank Pym was originally Ant-Man before Scott Lang took over. Can you explain the character of Ant-Man in any more depth than I can? Because all I know is he's a man who can shrink down real small. It's a power that I actually have when it's cold enough. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Don't we all? Um, yeah, so in the in this movie
1: franchise, he's a pedigree criminal that stumbles sure. upon uh, the technology. From what I understand, it's the same in the comic books as well.
0: Yeah, that. so Hank Pym was the original Ant-Man, then mm-hmm. crosses over to Scott Lang. He, They have a suit that allows them to shrink really small. It also allows them to grow really big. I think that's the mm. that's pretty much the extent of it. Um, I think you can also ride ants and communicate with yeah, ants that's and all right. that fun stuff.
1: So somehow the ability to shrink down small is also tied with the ability to communicate with ants the same way that Aquaman communicates with fish. Is so that correct? I think it's like his helmet that does it. Okay, why is that the case? Because it's a comic movie. I don't know a lot about this character, to be honest. I've seen the movies and that's pretty much it. Let's talk about your history in a second. So, the first time that Ant-Man appeared in a movie was all the way back in 2015 with the movie Ant-Man, of course, which was originally supposed to be directed by Edgar Wright. Do you remember that? Yeah. And he got the sack. Do you remember why he got the sack? Uh, Because he was unpopular with the fan base. No, that's not the case at all. The fans were really excited for him to do the movie, but Marvel, they took a look at the movie. And so the reason that they hired Edgar Wright in the first place was because they saw Scott Pilgrim versus the world. And they were like, all right, we want you to bring that to a Marvel movie. So Edgar Wright's like, yeah, sure, I'll do that. And so he literally brought his own sort of like quirky comic book-esque style to uh Ant Man, and the Marvel execs looked at it and was like, "This doesn't look anything like any of our other movies. It's not uniform. It doesn't sort of match the tone. So you're getting the uh, so you're getting you know you're getting the axe, and we're going to bring in Peyton Reed, you know, the guy who directed uh, the Back to the Future cartoon series that we talked about a couple of weeks ago, as well as Bring It On. Let's bring him in instead. He's a real workman director. He can produce a product that we're more sort of used to. So essentially, they sacked him because of creativity. Now. The The reason these days that I think that's funny is because now they're bringing in people like Taika Waititi and other sort of more, you know, higher class directors because I guess they can afford to and they, they kind of like the different flavor that the directors bring in. James Gunn is another example with the Guardians of the Galaxy movies. So, I think it's funny, like, back when they first sort of attempted to bring in someone who has, like, some level of artistic, you know, license... They were like, uh-uh, we don't like this, let's give him the sack. Mm, but Ed- you were under the impression the fans were like, no, sack him, we don't like him. Yeah, that was <laughs> okay. my impression, but I think I'm getting confused with another how director. How would they know they don't like it if they haven't seen it? I don't know. <laughs> You're getting confused with another director.
0: Yeah, wasn't there a director that was going to do a Marvel movie and they got rid of him because the fans didn't like him?
1: Uh, I have no idea. I have no idea, couldn't no. tell you. Well, that's the reason that I knew. So that that's how Edgar Wright explained it. Marvel, I think, just said, oh, we want to go in a different direction, which just means they didn't like him. So, of course, Ant-Man had a sequel in 2019 called Ant-Man and the Wasp, where they introduced the character of Hope Pym, I believe her name is. No, it's Hope something else, isn't it? Hope Van Dyne, uh, who is the Wasp, who is basically Ant-Man, but she can fly, from what I understand.
0: Yeah, well, she was in the original movie, but okay. she, she got her
1: powers in- In the second, in the second, movie, second movie, okay. She got a suit that- So, she's the daughter of Hank Pym, from what I understand. Yeah, she was a love interest in the first movie. Okay. I guess that's how... I don't know anything about the first movie. Is that how they met? How Hank Pym yes. and Scott Lang met is through this daughter, Hope? No, I believe... Yeah, off memory, he met Hope through Hank. Okay. So Hank. She's Hank's so daughter. he's like, steal stuff for me and you can fuck my daughter. Is <laughs> yeah, that, essentially. Is that how
0: it works? Essentially, yeah. So That's he, a good deal. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there was like a... There's like a conflict in the movie where she feels like she should have been given, you know... The Ant-Man mantle? Yes.
1: Or Mantis, as a And then, wrote. you know, eventually gets that in the second movie. Okay, except in Wasp form. In Wasp form. He's like, this is a better suit. Well, it, it is. Can it can fly. fly. Yeah. So, what is your history with the Ant-Man movies? Because clearly you have more of a history than I do. So, my history with the Ant-Man movies, <laughs> I've heard of the character. The end.
0: What's your history with the Ant-Man movies? <laughs> Haven't seen it in the movies. Haven't read any of the comic books, right? Nope. Yeah. So, I watched this movie in kind of like the deep... Marvel phenomenon, right? Uh, you know, during when- your Marvel addiction, when
1: everyone was excited about Marvel, including when me- you're lying in the Marvel opium den <laughs> with a pipe <laughs> up to your lips.
0: And um and I remember this movie came out and people said it was a really good movie. Okay, they said it. Ant Man. That yes, is. Uh, this was back when every every single Marvel movie was like revolutionizing Marvel. Every every single sure. one was just like, oh, this is like this this has changed the game. This this movie has changed the this
1: game. This is what the Zeitgeist is saying. Mm. This is not what Matty D is saying.
0: Yes, yeah, this is what like. And I was kind of on this. I I really liked the movies. I really liked the Marvel movies, but I was starting to kind of. I was like, ah, oh, this one's not that great, or there's, ho- there's flaws in it, like I was starting to lose my love of it. Okay. I was coming out of a honeymoon phase, I think. I see. And so, uh, everyone was talking about how good this movie was, and I was like, okay, cool, this will be fun. And someone said, Maddie D, if you think this is going to be a superhero movie, forget that, throw that out of your mind, it's not a superhero movie. This movie okay. is a heist movie. It's, right. it's like it's the story is a heist movie it's a, it's it's a completely different genre of movie i was like oh cool it's like yeah marvel's going in a different direction they don't make superhero movies they make different genre movies i was like oh cool so i sat down and i watched ant-man with these kind of expectations and i did not like it at all and it was exactly a superhero
1: movie was it, it- a generic origin story yes it that's was that's why i didn't see it
0: and i was kind of like oh well this this is the, just the same kind of stuff and nothing new or interesting so i was very disappointed I didn't watch the second one until this episode, and oh. I and I haven't watched it fully, but I sort of skipped around. A bit. <laughs> you half-assed it, yeah. But I've just kind of—I don't
1: think they're bad. So you watch bits of the second one, yeah.
0: I don't—I don't think they're bad movies. I don't think any of the actors do a terrible job. I think they're all good, but it's just like it's very vanilla, in my opinion. It's just okay. very much like
1: uh. Well now we're dealing with the multiverse and the quantum realm to be more well, specific. Well they've been teasing so. this for
0: ages. Um they teased it in Ant-Man and the Wasp and after yes. seeing
1: that movie as much as I had they only go there for a sec. They keep going to the quantum verse for like a little bit, you know, the quantum realm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I I don't know anything about that either. Can you explain what that is? So I hope I get this right. <laughs> if uh, if they
0: shrink right
1: down, they kind of go through... So, to a subatomic level.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To like to like a, a universe that's like within our own universe. Like they shrink right down mi- over microscopic to the quantum realm.
1: Okay. And how does that work physics wise? Because if you think about like if you're shrinking down to a certain position, how do you go to another universe? Is Is the universe just... Is it just located where they happen to shrink down? You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) That doesn't make any sense to me. It's science. It's science. Okay. So I'm thinking about my location currently, and if I shrunk down to a subatomic level, I would be in the same location, except I'd be amongst atoms. Yeah. So what if the quantum realm is in the U.S. and I'm here in Australia?
0: But uh, but the the whole thing is the quantum realm. That's my understanding of it. Okay.
1: (laughs) The quantum realm is like that's yeah. That's what I'm struggling to wrap my brain around. So you're saying like if you go down small enough. It's just the whole universe so that's you, small you go is down the yes. quantum realm yeah
0: that's right yeah so if you go down small enough to the point where you kind of go through the universe almost
1: okay so you're essentially traveling down into a different universe yes that is sort of hidden below ours yes all right I don't quite I don't think the science is like real science I think it's more so comic book science but I guess that makes sense because presumably it's as big as our universe but just on a microscopic level yeah so how would you travel around so surely if you were to travel around the quantum verse or the quantum realm, It'd be, like, infinitely huge, right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, okay, I think this is something we shouldn't focus on because I don't think the movie is really going to focus on it. I remember seeing, uh, what was it, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. We thought they were going to go into all sorts of different paths and explain things. They did not. They were just like, multiverse exists, deal with it. I think I think the way we got to think about it is it's like a
0: different dimension. That's what it is. And they shrink down to get to that dimension. And sure. once they're in the, that dimension, it's like otherworldly. For story purposes, they may as well be going into space.
1: That's right. Now, interestingly enough, Marvel I think themselves has been describing this movie as like a Star Wars movie in quotation marks. The I keep saying see that. like this is a real Star Wars take on the MCU, and I'm like, okay, so it's going to be shit. Whoa! Because <laughs> I've seen what no that, New that's Star Wars. That's an exaggeration. That's an exaggeration. I wasn't a fan of Episode Nine, and suddenly I'm like, oh, Star Wars movies <laughs> are shit. <laughs> that's an exaggeration. But no, I see what they're going for. I don't think it's going to be a Star Wars movie because you know, ostensibly, it can't be. But essentially what they're saying is, oh, it's a strange universe with aliens in it. Yes. Therefore, shorthand it's Star Wars.
0: Yes. Yes. We're going to attach it to a popular franchise and hope people buy tickets to it. Yes.
1: Um, it, it has a very Guardians of the Galaxy-esque They said the same feel. thing when that movie came out. They were like, this is Marvel's take on Star Wars. And so I'm seeing the same thing so happening what you- here, but without the quirkiness, because they've just got mm-hmm. Peyton Reed as a director instead of James Gunn. <laughs> so they've just got some, you know, the guy who's had uh, Jules and Verne running around with dinosaurs. I don't know what I'm trying to say. Here. Well, well, maybe, maybe. Why am I shitting on Peyton Reed? Well, he didn't hurt me. Yeah, yeah. Leave, leave the guy alone. Maybe, maybe this movie is going to be a space
0: opera. Maybe that's what they're saying.
1: You know? Yeah, I can't see that happening. You know, you know. That'd yeah. be, That'd be cool. That'd be different. That'd be a risk. Marvel's all about those risks. No, they are Being
0: really, really negative today.
1: So this is the first film in Phase Five. Welcome to Phase Five of the MCU, Maddie D. Woo! Phase Five. Can you believe we made it to Phase Five? So we covered the end of Phase Three, and we covered all of Phase Four minus the TV shows. So this is the first phase that's really of of more focused on uh, the TV aspect of the MCU more so than the movies. I believe there's only like a handful of movies coming out in the next couple of years. So, I think there's going to be more TV content than movie content, which is uh, interesting for us because it just means we're going to have less Marvel movies to talk about. Uh, Yeah. So, between now and 2025, I think we're going to be talking about maybe five movies. That's wild. So, we went from talking about three or four movies a year to now we're going to be talking about two movies a year. Mm, That's crazy. I guess they want uh, that Disney Plus subscription. Yes. Yes, and I think they're seeing more success in the TV format and so they just want to sort of transition over to their yeah, I think they're sort of preempting the death of cinema or at least the death of superhero movies. It, I want to be more positive and say
0: it makes sense right Like it's a long format they can tell a longer story. That's right TV form.
1: That's right and they want everybody over on Disney plus so mm. you know and they and they want to do cheaper quality content <laughs> uh, if you've seen any of those Disney plus TV shows. <laughs>
0: And if a TV show doesn't go to plan, they can just be like,
1: well, we're just ignoring Yeah, exactly. That. We make we're, money from the subscriptions. We're ignoring anyway. that, She-Hulk. We're ignoring, you know. Yeah. I think that did all right. I think that did all right. I think it's other She-Hulk? stuff like, yeah, Hawkeye and stuff like that, is, that isn't doing as well. And didn't they have like a Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas special that popped up a couple yeah, of weeks did. ago? They did. Yeah. Who knows how that's performing? They didn't tell us how those are performing. We can only rely on the movies. So, now that we're squarely in phase five... What the hell is going on in the MCU at the moment? What year is it? Uh, What are we building towards? Any ideas, Manny D? No. No ideas. Um, What happened in Phase (laughs) 4? I don't know. I feel like I was- Phase 4 was just like the transition period where they're like, okay, we've got all their A players. Now we're going to transition over to the B and C players. (laughs) So Ant-Man is a B player and they're like, the Eternals are C players. You know what I mean? It felt
0: like as an audience, we all went to a party but got really drunk and can't remember what actually happened at the party.
1: Because nothing happened. It was like Mr. Bean's party. party. (laughs) It was Mr. Bean's party where he had like, you know, newspaper (laughs) hats And a glass of vinegar instead of alcohol. (laughs) Jam on a stick. Yes. Marmite on a stick. That's what, you know, and it ended with a wet fart as well. It ended with Black Panther Wakanda Forever. I'm not saying that was a terrible movie, but, you know, why end Phase 4 with a funeral? Do you know it's, what I mean? I guess it's
0: really hard when they did the whole Thanos angle and that was so epic. And now it's just kind of like, where do you go from there?
1: Yeah, pointless, directionless is what I'm hearing people saying about yeah. Phase 4. Yeah. And so, what the MCU, what Disney is saying about this new movie is this is going to kickstart the MCU into like a more focused direction. Right. They're going to introduce the overarching villain in this movie. So, he's apparently going to be the villain who's going to carry across the
0: next Avengers movie. This guy's our new Thanos.
1: That's right. So, the next Avengers movie. That's right. They do need that. So, the next Avengers movie is called Avengers The Kang Dynasty. So, I think that tells us everything we need to know. So, Kang is being introduced in this movie, and that's just going to set us up for our trajectory. Uh, across the next couple of MCU movies
0: And I- I'm sure we'll talk about this particular character But he's we a, ti- a time travelling character so That's right You can have a lot of liberties And he there, also right?
1: exists across multiple universes as yeah. well So he can be everywhere Like So he-, he can exist in time and space And we already know that uh, the multiverse is being explored heavily in the MCU at the moment So we know that he is going to be a huge factor in that In fact he's already been introduced in the Loki TV series Yeah uh, not as Kang the Conqueror though As somebody else Like the man with no name Or whatever yeah, they call the, him
0: the unknown name man Or something like that The unknown
1: soldier Yeah <laughs> whatever he's called So he already exists <laughs> He must some... not be named Yes He already exists in some format in the MCU, so this is just officially, we're getting like the Thanos version of Kang in this movie, presumably, we don't know Yeah We can't really make any assumptions, I mean, we have to, because that's our job on this podcast So, what do we know about this new movie so far?
0: Right, so, two trailers is what I could find that's on right. this
1: movie One that we saw in the cinema together when we went That's right. Avatar Yeah, that's right, when we saw Avatar The Way of Water, <laughs> we saw the trailer for uh, this movie and Matty D was just, he got excited because he was so, you know, dour about seeing Avatar The Way of Water, given his history with that movie franchise, that uh, he, he just perked up and he was just like, oh, that looks really good. I, I stand by it. It was a really cool trailer. I know and you disagree, but I, I really- I just saw Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. <laughs> I just saw, you know, Thor, Love and Thunder. I just saw every other Marvel movie that uh, came out in the last well, couple of years. And I was just like, this is going to be another one.
0: <laughs> Maybe it was the lack of concussion this time around, but I thought it looked like a good trailer. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, so I, um, yeah, I, two, two trailers. What we gather from what we see here is that they're going into the quantum realm. Um, yeah, the
1: quantum of solace.
0: Yeah. The quantum of solace. And uh, Scott Lang. By what it looks to me, I guess we can discuss it, makes a deal with this with this Kang fellow or is yeah. working with them and Or is looking to, yeah. There's a lot and, and, and it seems to have a big play on the relationship with um Scott Lang and his daughter. His daughter yeah. who's grown up because of, I'm guessing, the the blip or whatever That's they call right. it.
1: Also, we don't know what year it is. It could be twenty twenty five or twenty twenty six as far who, as who the Marvel first. movies are concerned. Because yeah. if you remember we had a time jump between Infinity War and Endgame. Mm. We went from something like 2018 to 2022 or something like that. I can't remember the specific year. I'm not the superhero fan. Yeah. So, time presumably has been progressing along with- Is you know, meaningless. Our time. <laughs> I, I suppose it could be meaningless. So, this could be taking place in 2024. It could be taking place in 2025. We don't know. So, of course, his daughter is going to be grown up by now. She's 18 from mm. what we understand. Yeah. And-
0: um. So I guess
1: he's missed all this time, like missed her entire yeah. childhood. So that's gonna she play was a teenager between Infinity War and Endgame,
0: and that's going to play a, pa- a factor in their relationship and maybe what his angle is. But uh, other than that, we just see a-, a lot of craziness, a lot of flying around, a lot of yeah. traveling around the the quantum realm with um, with Hank and Michelle Pfeiffer and ex Ghostbusters.
1: It's all yes. happening. <laughs> it's yes. all happening. So it really looks like they want to make another sort of. Thor Ragnarok in this movie, you know what I mean?
0: Like they always are trying to do yeah, you know, or like every single one is another Thor Ragnarok.
1: Guardians of the Galaxy was such a success for them that they're just trying to recreate that. So I'm seeing a lot of shades of that in this movie. So I'm not seeing a lot of original stuff is what I'm saying.
0: It looks fun. I'm I'm going to okay. be the optimist on this show today, but I I think it looks a lot of fun and I'm I'm rooting for it. I'm rooting for it.
1: Okay. And so when it opens up, you know, in the cinemas in the next couple of weeks, are you going to be there opening night to see it? Yes.
0: <laughs> You're not. <laughs> I will be. You won't be. Yes, I will. I if I don't have a show on, I will be. There. <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> yeah, sure, I trust you. Maybe so, I'll get stoned and watch it. That'd be fun. Okay. That's that's just your go-to for all of the Marvel movies these days. <laughs> if you have to be taking drugs to endure them, I don't think that's a good sign. That's a good that's a good day. That's a good that's a fun <laughs> okay. time. Sure. Okay. Would you like to hear the official synopsis for this movie? I would love to. So this is from the official website itself. It says in the film which officially kicks off Phase 5 of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, superhero partners Scott Lang and Hope Van Dyne return to continue their adventures as Ant-Man and the Wasp. Together with Hope's parents Hank Pym and Janet Van Dyne, the family finds themselves exploring the quantum realm, interacting with strange new creatures, and embarking on an adventure which will push them beyond the limits of what they thought was possible. Jonathan Majors joins the adventure as Kang. <laughs> and as I said, that's from the official website. Okay, cool. That tickled you, Matty Do you're laughing. Uh, yeah, yeah. I just love the last sentence <laughs> where they like, Jonathan Majors joins The Adventures as King, making it sound like he's their new buddy. <laughs> he's the sidekick, come to join them. So, we haven't said this already this episode, but Maddie D and I are actually teaming up to do this plot together, as we like to do from time to time. And since this seems like a pretty convoluted movie, these are always the best ones to team up on. We saw Avatar The Way of Water, we teamed up to predict that plot, and we did a pretty good job. So, I really want to bring those powers to this episode Let's go through all the, the characters who are in the movie and all the actors who play them. And as we go through, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about the, the characters as well, since I don't really know a lot of these characters. I mean, I've seen Ant-Man in Avengers Endgame, and that's about it. His impact on that movie was very small. I mean, I think he introduced the idea of time travel to the Avengers. But aside from that, I don't remember him doing a whole lot. Comic relief, he was. Comic relief, yeah, well, so. he was Paul Rudd. He's mm-hmm. most famous for being in, you know, romantic comedies and Judd Apatow movies, so... We've talked about him already. We just talked about him now. So, playing the character of Scott Lang, a.k.a. Ant-Man, is Paul Rudd, 40-year-old virgin. What other movies do you know him from? That Halloween movie he was in where he was running around with the baby, Michael's incest baby. Oh, really? So, he played the grown-up version of Tommy. Yeah, he played the- you remember Tommy from the first movie? He was the kid that Laurie babysat. Yeah. So, I think it was either the fifth or the sixth Halloween movie. He's grown up. And he, uh, I think Michael raped his niece or something like that, and they had an incest baby, and he's running around trying to save the baby from Michael Myers. That was, yeah, that was was a Paul Rudd movie in my books. You have no memory of this movie.
0: Oh, no, I do. I remember it vaguely, yeah.
1: Because we spoke
0: spoke about it in the Halloween
1: episode. That's right. In one of the, I think the Halloween Kills episode, the character popped up again. And what's funny is uh, Paul Rudd actually gave his blessing to, oh, who played him? What was the name of the actor who played him in Halloween Kills? Uh, yeah, I can't remember. That was it was uh, the guy from The Breakfast Club. Brian yes. from The Breakfast Club. Yes, yes, yes. Buff Brian. But what's funny is Paul Rudd was actually kind of disappointed he wasn't asked back. To play the same character again. But when he found out who was playing, you know, the new Tommy, he was like, I give my blessing to him. (laughs) And then wanted to give him tips as well, (laughs) which I think is funny. (laughs) So next up, playing the character of Hope Van Dyne, a.k.a. Wasp, is Evangeline Lilly who everybody probably knows from Lost. Mm-hmm. I understand she was a character on that show. And she she's she also Kate. a character in the Hobbit movies. Yes. Haven't seen either of these things. I'm just presuming. She was good in them. Oh, that's good. I, Like I said, I know nothing about this character. Beyond that, she's Hank Pym's daughter. I know nothing about Hank Pym either. Uh, strong-willed, scientific. I like that they keep describing her as capable in all the material I'm reading. I'm like, you don't need to describe a female superhero as capable. I mean, <laughs> we get that. Yeah. You don't have to be like... Captain America is a capable superhero. Well, in this in this movie,
0: you know, Scott Lang is very bumbling, so.
1: So, she's like the the more strong-willed capable one. Look, we're, we're as bad as all the other media yeah, outlets. So to his sort of bumbling, fumbling, awkward scrambling. So, he says the jokes and she flies in. She and- rolls her eyes. Yeah. And does all the work. Yes. Okay. So, next up playing the character of Kang the Conqueror, we've mentioned him already, is Jonathan Majors. He was in the Loki TV series, as I said, playing pretty much the same character. Not exactly the same character, but pretty much the same character. An alternate universe version of the same character. And we're going to be talking about him in a movie in the future. I won't say what. Any eagle-eyed listeners will be able to work it out. So, he's our new Thanos. What are your thoughts on him? Is he compelling as Thanos?
0: I don't think we've seen enough of him to make a judgment yet. So, this movie will be the real test. And I think- if, if he's a successful villain, they'll go with him. I think if the, if he's not, they may go in a different direction. because they, they.
1: Well, they've already planned for him to be the villain know, in the next Avengers movie. They- not, it's not like they're going to be like, no, 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 no. The thing that we said we're going to do, we're not going to do anymore. I, I could see them absolutely doing that. They're not going to do that. They've never done that. <laughs> Has there know. ever been a point where they've made a misstep Eternals and like- <laughs> oh, not, What? Not, what? Not- what? What? <laughs> Not quite corrected.
0: Leave Eternals (laughs) alone.
1: I like that you turn into a dog when we have differing opinions. Like, I say something like, Yeah, Star Wars Episode 9 sucks, and he goes, Can you stop? because you're making me very angry and you're hurting my feelings.
0: Let's go okay. back to talking about Ant-Man. So okay. um, everything I'm hearing about this character, I think he's going to be... They described him as Iago and Othello, which I think is
1: yeah, interesting. Yeah, I saw
0: that. I don't, see, I don't see that at all. No, but, I
1: don't see that at all
0: but either. But I, I think maybe the idea is like he's a manipulative... It's a real character piece. <laughs> yeah, Force. I guess yes. Thanos, Thanos had these shades of grey, so I think they're going to pepper that this character with sure. shades of grey. But I think he's going to be very powerful. A sympathetic villain. He's going to have like... Hands, like, in every pot sort of thing. Fingers in every pie. Yeah.
1: Hands in every pot. Hands sounds, in every pot. Sounds painful. <laughs> He's like an octopus. Yes. So, next up, playing the character of Janet Van Dyne is Michelle Pfeiffer, who's probably best known for her most famous role in Grease 2, where <laughs> she was the main character. No. Uh, I know her best from Scarface and *Lady Hawk*. Catwoman. The best Catwoman, Catwoman in, we've uh, seen. Batman Returns. Yeah. Eat your heart out, Anne Hathaway. <laughs> so, she is, from what I understand... Hank Pym's, who was the original Ant-Man inventor of the Pym particle, Uh, she was his wife. Yes. And she was shrunk down and trapped in the quantum realm.
0: Yeah. So How did that happen? So, they they went to stop a missile using their Ant-Man suits and uh, Hank's suit wasn't working. So, Janet sacrifices herself, goes in the quantum realm to stop you know to, the missile yeah to okay. go in and like you know screw up with the with the circuit and she was
1: trapped down there for years presumably Saves
0: thousands of people but disappears in the in the quantum realm okay and then hank is like is she
1: alive is she dead i miss my wife and in the second movie they reunite she rocks up okay that's very nice is and this something that happens at the end or is this like at the start this
0: happens midway through the second movie so okay. hank manages to go to the quantum realm he reunites with him. the whole movie is um the whole second movie is about uh scott has a dream about janet so okay. then they're like, oh, she's alive. We can, we can find her. And then, ah, no. He has a don't, dream. <laughs> don't, don't look at me like that. I don't know. <laughs> okay. So, and then, and then, and they eventually, they're trying to find her. Well, other stuff is happening as well. But eventually, Hank goes into the quantum realm, reunites with his wife. They bring her back, and she's now in present day. Okay. So the family.
1: Is back together. Wow. Okay. There we go. So next up, playing the character of Hank Pym, is Michael Douglas, who we probably know best from movies like Fatal Attraction, Wall Street, Falling Down, which I saw last year. Have you ever seen that movie, Falling no, Down? No. So he's basically like a worker day Joe who cracks the shits and goes on like, oh,
0: a- where, where he's wearing the glasses and the and the white the white button like the white button shirt. shirt. And yeah, he, that's right.
1: And he yells it. At- staff at a burger joint yeah and threatens them with a gun yeah that <laughs> yeah. movie is that good because i've seen bits of it not really no <laughs> it's no. all right it's all right for a laugh because i then-
0: i watched a little bit of it and it kind of seemed brilliant seemed pretentious i was like uh, i don't think i'll go
1: there yeah it's exactly what it looks like that's the thing and then you've got to endure like an hour and a half of that okay so yeah it, it's not bad you know if that's your thing but it's the most recent michael douglas movie i saw well you know not the most recently released but you know it's the, the, the last Michael Douglas movie I saw. So, he is the inventor of the PIM particle, which is the, the particle that gives Ant-Man the ability to shrink down. The inventor of the suit's right. That's all we really need to know about this He's character. He's a
0: scientist. Used to work with Tony Stark and Shield. Hates Tony Stark. Had a falling out. Of the Shield has a checkered past in which he screwed over people.
1: People okay. resent him. He has a,
0: a little bit of a redemption they, arc In him. the
1: first movie, did they like take his technology and he got Scott Lang to steal it back for him? I don't remember. <laughs> I don't. I watched this movie so long ago. I think maybe they did. I think that maybe that happened. Because that sounds like something they'd do. There's so many characters in this movie. Let's move on. So, yep. next up, playing the character of Cassie Lang, who of course is Ant-Man's daughter, is Catherine Newton. Now, where have we seen Catherine Newton before?
0: Oh, a great movie. A great movie about a serial killer called Freaky
1: Friday. <laughs> no, oh, she it's just was, freaky. It was just freaky. <laughs> and she was in Detective Pikachu. Don't she forget, was. she was she the was. journalist in Detective Pikachu. Moving on. Next, playing the character of Lord Kryler is Bill Murray, who of course we've talked about in two movies. He was in uh, Zombieland Double Tap as himself. I, d- I predicted he wasn't going to be in that movie. It's a sour point for me. And he was also in Ghostbusters Afterlife. Spoilers. So we don't know who this character is or what his impact is going to be.
0: Well, he's the mayor of this like city that's in the
1: quantum realm. Okay. There you go. We do know, we do know who he is and what his impact is going to uh, be. I'm just presuming he's going to be a ripoff of Jeff Goldblum's character from Thor Ragnarok.
0: Agreed. I think he's going to be very eccentric and it's going to be a cameo.
1: Yep. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm saying. Bill Murray doesn't do huge roles these days anyway. He's too old and bitter. To do anything. Like us. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it certainly feels that way. And the last character I wanted to talk about appearing as the character MODOK is Corey Stoll. Now, yeah. very interesting. An it interesting is. thing about this character is Corey Stoll played Jacket in the first Ant-Man movie. And now he's back again as MODOK, which can only mean one thing, right? What? So, the way that he's dispatched in Ant-Man, from my knowledge, is that he shrunk down to a, a subatomic level. And he's sort of mutated as he shrunk down. So, he shrinks down partially, like his arm shrinks... His other arm shrinks, you know. And so, he shrunk down, but now he's deformed from that incident. So, you think that Yellow Jacket is MODOK? Absolutely. Oh. I don't think there could be any other possibility. Why have the same actor doing it? I, I mean, this isn't the first time we've seen, a, you know, an actor play a different character in the MCU, but I think the, it's, it's going to be a better reveal that this guy is still alive. He harbors a grudge against Scott Lang from the first movie, presumably, and he is back as this new reincarnation as Modok through the technology, presumably that uh, Kang has offered him.
0: Interesting, because I don't know if Modok is related to Yellow Jacket in the history at all. He's not. Um, so, but when have the be,
1: MCU shied away from not following comic that, book? That'd war? be a bold move. That'd be a bold move. I, I think. I just. Should, I just. I think we should decide aspect. right now that you know this has to be the direction they're going in. Yes.
0: Well, I'm happy to go. I think that's a good idea. So,
1: And by the way, I think in the trailer he looks stupid.
0: <laughs> and so I don't think... Ow! Okay, all right. So how have you seen
1: what this character looks M- like? Yes, absolutely. Thing? So how do you make that look not stupid? Making the character from the comic book and not a deformed version of a character we've already seen. Don't do what they're doing is essentially what I'm saying. Okay, well, so have him be like the weird sort of like yeah, a big floating head. Yeah, that's well, 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 he he is a big floating head, but he's like a normal guy though. (laughs) Like he looks like a regular guy, and I think that's the problem. That's that's what looks silly to me. Yeah, looks like an unfinished effect. Like most of this movie, to me, to be honest. <laughs> well, I don't know. I think they tried to make it
0: look less, less silly and less cartoony. Uh, this character had a TV show, right? And That's I found right. It very interesting that this this character has appeared on a lot of different formats,
1: and they're so he already exists in the MCU in a different yes. version. Yeah. So, yeah, I think this is just their way of, you know, legitimizing it, and they want to tie it back into the Ant-Man universe, which is why they're recycling this old character. Okay. That's my theory.
0: Uh, I like that theory. I like the theory that it's Yellow Jacket. I think we should decide that that's what's going to happen.
1: Absolutely. I think that's the only way to go. So, let's get into what we think is going to happen in the plot, (laughs) now that we're about halfway through the episode. Wow. What year is it in the MCU? Does it matter? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Let's figure it it. It's going to be, for all
0: intents and purposes, present day. That might be- uh, 2025, um, yes. doing the maths, how, how long it would take for his daughter to be 18 is, is what it's going to be.
1: So presumably it's been about six or seven years since Endgame. Does that so. sound right to you? Y- yeah. Maybe five years after Endgame? How old was his daughter in Endgame? She was a teenager. Right. She was about maybe 14, 15. Okay. So maybe yeah. a little bit younger. Yeah. So about five or six years. Yeah. Yeah. Again, doesn't matter. Does the timeline really no, matter? No, it's,
0: it's going to be, pr- for all intents and purposes, present day.
1: Yeah. So, this is taking place just after the last MCU thing we saw, which was the holiday special for Guardians of the Galaxy, which I didn't see. Sounds like you didn't see it either. Nope. So how is this movie going to open? Childhood flashback.
0: (laughs) Childhood flashback. They've already done a childhood flashback. They're not
1: obligated to do
0: it again. Here's why I think it's going to be a childhood flashback. Explain yourself. It's going to be Scott Lang with the young, and I know know they're not crediting it, but I think it's going to be Scott with his
1: daughter when she was a child. Okay, so it's her childhood flashback, not his childhood flashback. Yes, yes. Okay. Have they already done a childhood flashback with Scott Lang? No, they did a childhood flashback with- with hope. Wow! Wow! Really? That's uh the wasp. Okay. Yeah. Uh, do, okay. I guess that a childhood makes sense. Flashback with the wasp in the second movie. Sure.
0: Uh, but not with no Scotland. Not that I remember. I
1: guess there's no reason for him to have a childhood flashback, except yeah. I think unless there was one in the first movie that I'm forgetting. <laughs> Who <laughs> knows? Oh. So I think yeah, that's a good idea that you have flashing back to when Cassie. Was a child. Yes.
0: I know we've seen that
1: in the previous
0: movies, her as a child and, and Scott with her as a
1: child. Yeah. But I, I just the think- The thing is, they can't use any new footage because they don't have the same actor. I know. I know. But yeah, I, I, the, the reason I'm thinking this is
0: because I think they want to remind the audience of what um, Scott's missing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like what, what That's he's why I like to, this. What he's trying to fight for. So, eventually, so we
1: understand the focus in this movie is that Scott feels like he missed out on the best years of his daughter's life. Yes. And that's something he regrets, which is why he considers working with Kang, because Kang offers to take him back in time and relive those years that he missed out on.
0: Yeah, and their relationship as in Scott and Cassie's relationship is going to be strained It's strained, in, yeah. in the movie because of the distance that they've had. So, sure. he want, he thinks that the best way to do that is to go back in time and repair it. And, of course, we're going to figure out that eventually they're going to patch up and they're going to realise that the yeah. time they have now is what's important, Yes, not going back. You know, that's going to be the That's the, the whole movie, mate. That's, that's going to be the whole movie, but- I think it's going to start with that childhood flashback just to set those those dominoes in effect, and whether they do that with a, a, a shot that we've already seen in one of the previous movies, maybe, yeah. maybe, or the back of her head or something. Yeah, <laughs> I, mean, I don't know. Or I know CGI. I know like the hide and seek thing was a thing in the second movie. Maybe okay. Uh, Paul Rudd is trying to find his daughter, and <laughs> she's just like talking behind we a. We just see feet under I a mean,
1: curtain. That happened in the in the second movie, so I don't think they'll do that. But yeah,
0: feet underneath the curtain.
1: <laughs> yeah. All right, I like that. So we have a flashback to when she's a child. We see, you know. And she scrapes her knee and Paul yeah, Wright that's comes right. to her and says, don't worry, I'll always be here for you. Yeah, and then he goes to jail or he, like, snaps out of existence. Yeah. And, you know, and she's that would be an interesting way to go. We see him snapped away, which I think he was on a battlefield in Wakanda from memory, so yeah. she wouldn't have been there. Yeah, no, no one was there when he was snapped away. <laughs> Well, the other Avengers were. Mm. Maybe she's watching the battle. I was going to say she's watching the battle on TV, but I don't think they were broadcasting it.
0: Whatever, let's move on. Which I've got some interesting thoughts about that, by the way. Oh, yeah? Did you see in the character bio that he's written a book?
1: Yeah, that's right. I was going to bring that up right now. Right. So, I think in present day, Scott Lang is enjoying his sort of newfound fame fame as yeah. being an avenger from what we understand from all the recent uh avengers stuff all of the avengers are now celebrities thanks to all of the adventures they've gotten into we understand that scott lang has written a book uh i'm called
0: pre- watch out for the little guy or something yeah. like
1: that yeah i think this is more so as a joke we can just tell from the title that this is a joke so i was going to say he has a best-selling book but my guess is it isn't going to be selling that well because no one gives a shit about ant-man <laughs> and uh they, they all, you know, would much rather hear about uh, Tony Stark or Spider-Man. Spider-Man, yeah. Kind of like the audience
0: or the MCU. Captain <laughs> Marvel, the Eternals. Um, <laughs> no,
1: no one knows who the Eternals are.
0: <laughs> I think this book is going to... Because I, I read that the book is going to share a different narrative to what actually happened in the That's right. in Avengers. So, so I, I think I, he's
1: painting himself as, like, yes, the most important Avenger.
0: I think what he's going to say is what a lot of the fans... Called for is that he went microscopic, went inside Thanos and like killed him from the inside.
1: Yeah, they won't be able to say that in an MCU movie. I think they can suggest that, which is why I'm with you. But, you know, they won't be able to explicitly say that. So, yeah, I think that's, yeah, that's perfect. Let's say that. So, let's say that he says that he was the one who defeated Thanos by shrinking down. And they did this in something else recently. I think they did this in a promo video where he said that that wasn't true. So now we're saying oh. that he's saying that It is true. Yeah,
0: or well, something like that. Sure, okay, will happen. And um, and I think all the other Avengers will just not care.
1: Well, who? What know. other Avengers are there? Well, true, true.
0: Yeah, I don't think anyone will care that he's blatantly lying, and that might actually work out well for everybody because it like keeps the press occupied. What
1: is Hawkeye going to get upset?
0: <laughs> well, I was there too. <laughs>
1: So, we see him go to, like, a premiere. We don't know if this is a film premiere or if this is a play premiere. We understand that there is, a like, a Broadway version of the Avengers in this universe from, I believe it's from the Hawkeye TV series.
0: Yeah, we've seen that so much, though. Do you think they're going to do that
1: I again? think I think this time they're going to do a movie. They're going to do, like, a movie based on the Avengers. They're going to do what they did in, like, the Thor movies, then they have, like, celebrities playing the Avengers. Oh, God. Yeah, and okay. so, Ant-Man is going to go to the movies with, you know... Hope as his date, essentially, and they're going to watch like a TV, sorry, a movie version of you know their adventures against Thanos, and it's going to be like that scene. This is going to be an obscure reference that no one understands. After they defeated Cell in Dragon Ball Z, they made like a movie of like how Hercule defeated Cell. I guess it's it a really good bad comparison acting.
0: because I get, I think Ant Man's going to be Hercule in a less arrogant sense in this movie.
1: Well, I think he's going to go see this movie about himself, and he's going to suck in the movie. and He's like, oh man. They, they did such a terrible job portraying me in the movie. It makes me look like I was completely useless in those Avengers movies. And, you know, just a side comedy character, <laughs> which he was, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah. I'm willing to compromise on this thought about the movie premiere, but I don't think I agree with you. And I really hope they don't do that because they've done it so many times They're before. They're going to do it. It's such an old joke. Yeah.
1: It's such an old joke. Have you seen any of the MCU movies lately? Oh, wait, you haven't. Hey, hey, <laughs> we're being positive here. Wait, you saw- We're, um, we're being positive Yeah, you saw, what was it, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness? Mm -hmm. How many old, tired, recycled jokes popped up in that thing?
0: Uh, I don't seem to remember music coming alive and him using music against the bad guys in any other movie.
1: Okay, fair enough. (laughs) Fair enough. Let's move on. We've already discussed this. There's a divide between Scott Lang and his daughter. Yes. Since he spent most of her life in prison, or he was dead due to the Thanos snap.
0: She was in- oh, no, he was in prison.
1: He was in prison. So, we see in the trailer that he still has a photo of her when she was a child as, like, her call screen on his phone. Whenever she calls him, uh, like, a photo pops up to indicate who's calling, and it's still her as a child. So, in his mind, she's still this child. But, of course, we know that she's 18-year-old Catherine Newton now. And so he sort of can't come to terms with the fact that she's now an adult and has her own life. He missed basically her entire childhood. Yes. And that's the big conflict of the movie. Yes.
0: Now, is she going to hate him, do you think?
1: Well, or is it just going to be a cold relationship with him? We they just see that she other? goes to jail. She's being bailed yes. out from jail. So she ob- she's obviously that. making like bad decisions. He's going to be like, what the hell are you doing? She's like, nothing you haven't done in the past, daddy-o. Yeah. And he says, well, you're going about this all the wrong way. And this is when he's just like, man, there's this divide between us. I feel like we're not connecting.
0: Yeah. I wonder I wonder if she, like, idolizes him and then meeting him for the first time sort of destroys her, like, idol. Well, she they've already lived together him. for a, a couple of years, yeah, as we've so. already but established. But not as so. an 18-year-old, right? Yeah. And then meeting him as an adult is going to be very different. Yeah. Yeah. I'm well. i spitballing here. But, I, yeah, may- maybe it's just- she well, I think him. they've
1: lived together, but they just don't connect because they didn't have that childhood sort of parent-child experience. Well, he, he experience. left. Yeah. It's, it's like, a, it's well, like it a, his fault.
0: a father who, yeah, left their child and comes back into the fold. They're going to play yeah. it like that.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, from what I understand as well, Cassie Lang is going to become the superhero stature oh, in this she? movie as well. So, she's going to have her own version of the Ant-Man suit <laughs> by the end of the movie. We yeah. see it in the trailer. It's like a purple suit.
0: Cool. Great toys. No, we're being positive. Stata- um, what what, is,
1: what does stature do? Oh. <laughs> is, 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 I was hoping you'd tell me. Does
0: Stature shrink as well, or yes. grow, or yes. So stature is like Ant Man. Like clever, you are,
1: clever. Stanley. You fucking genius. It's just Ant Man with a different suit. Purple, purple. Yep, that's Brilliant. cool. Brilliant. So, they're doing what they did with all of the other Avengers. They're making a younger female version of an Avenger we already know. Which is why
0: I think Scott Lang could die in this movie. Just that's another theory I have. Oh, okay.
1: I have a different theory, to be honest, but we'll talk about it when we get to it. So, we understand that Cassie and Hank presumably develop, like, a device that's made to map out the quantum realm. So, Mm -hmm. from what I understand- It's like a satellite. That's right. So, from what I understand, the quantum realm, the reason you get stuck there is because it's so expansive and it's unmapped. So, in order to escape, you know, in order to explore it better, they've created this map so they can, you know, explore it at their own will without the fear of being stuck down there. But the way that it works is it sends a signal down to the quantum realm. And, of course, Michelle Pfeiffer's character, Janet, is that right? Yes. Yes. So, her character realizes that this is a mistake. She's just like, well, if you send a signal down there, they're going to hear it. They're going to receive that signal and understand that, you know, there is a way to get out of the quantum realm. And there's certain characters down there, we may not want them to escape from the quantum realm. Hint, hint, hint. And, you know, before they can do anything about it, before they can turn this new device off, uh, sort of like a, a flash of energy comes out of the device. They're all shrunk down to a subatomic level, forcing them into the quantum realm.
0: That's right. And the whole movie is going to be them trying to get out.
1: That's right. So, as we've already explained, the quantum realm is like a little universe of its own hidden beneath our own universe, and Janet, of course, has been there before, She spent decades there, presumably, so she knows the quantum realm better than anybody else.
0: And it's populated, there are other people there, too. There's,
1: like, aliens there, there's, you know, their own little population of beings down in the the quantum realm, and of course she will know these beings, she'll have a history with some of these aliens... It'll be like a real, they'll walk into like a cantina and, and she'll <laughs> know the bartender and Absolutely. Han Solo sitting in the corner over there. So from what I see in the trailer as well, Cassie and Scott separate from Hank, Janet and Hope. Yes. So I have the feeling that they're stuck down there, like they don't have a way out. But presumably because Janet knows her way around, she, Hope and Hank go off to like work out a way to get out while Scott and Cassie go and, of course, have an interaction with Kang.
0: Yeah, so I think they stumble upon Kang
1: by accident, or maybe they, they talk to people and then- Well, they- I think Kang is- aw- Well, he brought them there, so I think he's aware that he's going right. to rock up. And Kang wants Scott
0: to do something for him. That's so right. That he'll he'll allow him to travel back in time, and he in, this, in the
1: trailers that we see, he says,
0: bring me what I need, bring me what I've asked for. Yes, so yeah.
1: Kang wants to get to our universe. I think that's fairly apparent. So, he's trapped down here in the quantum realm. He wants to go to our universe so he can conquer it. His name is Kang the Conqueror. It's all there in the title. By the way, I always mix this character up with Krang from the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Who's Krang? So, Krang is like the little pink monster who lives inside the chest. Of oh, like yeah. A big muscly guy. He kind of looks like MODOK. Yeah. And so, I always mix up the characters of Kang, Krang, and MODOK. So, they're all interchangeable to me. Right. So, this is the first time that I've ever actually seen Kang the Conqueror in anything. So, uh, for years, I thought he was just Krang. <laughs> you heard of Kang the Conqueror before this? I heard the name, but I thought he was Krang. I always just presumed it was Krang right. they were talking about from the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Because <laughs> it's a letter different. Yeah, so, Kang is trapped down here, mm-hmm. is what I'm saying. He needs a MacGuffin. Yes. That he wants Ant-Man to get you. You're the best, Beth- Beth- why am I, Ben Mendelssohn? <laughs> You're the best thief around. Yep, it's we a heist movie. After all, it's a yeah. heist franchise. <laughs> yeah.
0: And and Hank and Janet are presumably finding this thing so
1: they could go back. So it makes sense. Kang yeah. knows this. Yeah, that's right. And of course, Janet is aware of Kang. She knows who he is because she spent so much time in the quantum realm that she realizes that he isn't to be trusted. Can't believe anything he says because he's just going mm. to he's going to divide and conquer.
0: Okay, can we can we dial it back a second? Sure, because I think we're missing a few steps. So I yes, think they go go to the quantum realm. Yeah, they're like, oh no, oh no, oh no! Janet goes, okay, I've been here before. There's apparently this MacGuffin, this thing that you know, I I was searching for my entire time here. I couldn't get it.
1: Yeah, if we because get of Kang.
0: if we get this, then we can go back to back to our. Back to our universe. Back to our universe. Everyone's yeah. like, "Cool, cool, cool." That's what we'll do. We'll have an action scene where some micro aliens will—well,
1: up- not micro because they'll be normal size. Yeah.
0: Some weird aliens will appear. They will fight, and that's how these these two will get separated.
1: Sure, the two groups. That is
0: the two groups, right? And Ant Man is with Cassie. I thought yeah. Ant Man was solo. Giving
1: them uh, time to connect, to bond, of right?
0: So they're together. They're kind of going off. They're doing the whole survival thing. They're bickering. Da 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 da. That's when they meet Kang.
1: Yeah. And then, so Kang rocks up with like a sort of group of people. Yeah. He's man, sort of like the leader of this realm. So he's there with his little council.
0: Yeah, And and he gets imprisoned maybe.
1: What like- do you think about the universal council from Doctor Strange being the ones who trapped him down here in the, the quantum realm? Because they realize, you know, he's gonna be super damaging to the timelines. Is that what happened or are you speculating that? I'm speculating. And That's now a that good they're call. dead. He can come back without any worry of them trapping yes. him back down there again. Yes, that's that's a good idea, and that ties us back into you know phase four. Boom! Yes, and a previous movie.
0: And yes, and it made Doctor Strange useful. Yes, <laughs> yes. There well, we go. No, I love it.
1: Yeah, well, he, not useful in the way he's more so hurting the universe well, than helping the, it.
0: The, the, the movie, <laughs> yes. the movie ties into something. Yes. So I, I think also it's worth saying that uh, Janet will go to like a, a, a city in the quantum yes. realm.
1: Janet, Bill Hank and Hope.
0: Yeah, Bill Murray is going to be the mayor the of mayor this there, city. Yep. Now, apparently he has a past relationship with Janet Yeah. Will that be romantic? Yes,
1: absolutely Janet, I agree And there's going to be a and conflict He's going to cuckold uh, Hank
0: Well, I think there's going to be a conflict between Hank and and Bill And Bill's going to play it like charming and, you know, funny I like that whatever.
1: we're just calling him Bill Murray instead yeah. of his character's What name? was his name? Lord something Kryler, I think. Yeah, Kryler is his, his character's yeah. name. And of course, Hank's going to feel like really. Demasculated. Well, not demasculated. I,
0: I don't think he's going to be demasculated because there's not going to be a relationship between Janet and and Bill Murray anymore because she's left. It, yeah. It's like an old flame. It's like meeting an ex and, you know, it, and Hank's going to try to one up him or feel like really insecure or being like really angry. Yeah. Whereas Bill Murray's like the funny guy. And he, actually, I think it would be funny if, if Bill Murray was actually being friendly with him. He's like, hey, you know we're- you and me! You Son of a bitch You <laughs> fucked my wife. <laughs> I don't think he'll do that. I think he'll be like Pally's like, ah, oh, you know, water under the breach these things oh, happen. Wow. But then okay. but then Hank's gonna be like really like angry and not liking him and that's just gonna be plain. Wouldn't it
1: be like, funny if they just became instant friends <laughs> and Janet was annoyed by that? She's like, You guys should be fighting, what's going on? <laughs> Fight over me. <laughs> oh dear. Alright, so they're doing their own thing. Meanwhile, we've got Kang over here who's promising Scott, he's just like, if you get me this MacGuffin that gets me out of the quantum realm and into your universe, you know, I will send you back in time so you can live the life that you've always wanted I to do with give your you child.
0: Your years. And, and Scott yeah. doesn't realise the, the threat of this guy. Yeah, of course. He just so,
1: know. Janet is the only one who understands the danger of Kang in our little group of heroes. Mm. She's the only one who really knows what his threat is. And so, so of course, when Hank meets back up with Janet and the gang- He's going to be like, hey, we've got to do this for Kang. You know, this is a great opportunity for me and my daughter. You can go back and, you know, live the years that you lost when you were stuck down in the quantum realm. Kang can, you know, give you the gift of those years back. And, of course, Janet's going to be like, well, you don't know him like I know him. He's a real piece of shit. Yeah. And he's going to invade our realm. Check it out. He's got a full army. We see this in the trailer multiple times. He's got his own little stormtrooper army and little spaceships that he's going to, you know, obviously, when he gets access, they're probably going to, like, Open up a huge hole in the sky that they can fly into to go to our universe, like <laughs> yeah. they, like you, you used to say they always did in Marvel movies. We're going to bring that back and bring place, it Mark. back. Bring back these tropes. And he's going to bring his whole army to our universe, and he's going to rule it with an iron fist. Presumably, that's yes. his big plot. And of course, Ant Man is going to be conflicted. He's just like, well, shit. Who's telling the truth here? Yes. Do we know? Do we know who's right and who's wrong? That's it. And maybe he wants the, the years
0: with his daughter so much that he's maybe willing to believe it. But, yeah, it'll, yeah. it'll come to a point where he realizes Kang's
1: up to no good. Or- and let's not forget that Modoc is also working with Kang. Yes. And we've already established that he is Yellowjacket from the previous movie. Yes, but we don't know this at this time. So, will Modoc appear
0: Yeah, as, I like, think- an advisor or something? Yes, yeah. I think yes. he'll, he'll rock up. This and is a the s-
1: revenge uh, mission for him. Yeah, that's right. I think this will be our first indication that Kang isn't exactly who he says he is. He's working with this guy who was a villain in a previous movie. And, and Modoc says things like, maybe,
0: oh, I, I've I've dealt with this man before. Yeah. I We have history. And we as the audience, if we're clued in, we'll be like, ah.
1: Yeah, MODOK at like, first- What does this mean? At first, he'll be like, oh, water under the bridge, Scott Lang. No worries about it at well, all. Well, I, course- I don't think Scott will know that MODOK is- Well, we see them walking around together in the trailer. Well, so. he won't know it's Yellow Jacket, though, until- but end. we see that he sees his face. So, unless he's ah. completely forgotten what he looks like. I thought he was, like... I thought his face was covered. Nope. Nope. We ah. see him walking around, uncovered face. Okay. That's why I said it looks stupid. Is- yeah, yeah. Because I thought he was, like, almost alien-esque with yellow glowing We see eyes. him with armor on at the end of the movie, but towards the start of the movie. So, when Krang, Krang. So, when Kang is walking around with Scott Lang and Cassie, we see Modok following them around unmasked.
0: Okay, cool. Well, that changes everything. I think, then, that... Um, You're just Ant- going to agree with me now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to agree with you. But Ant-Man's going to meet Modoc first and Modoc's going to take him yes. to- Well, no, no. We actually- Oh, yeah, no. That could work. I, I think that that that'd work. be good like because that. it'd be like a surprise bang. What the hell? Your yellow jacket. Then there'll be a conversation. Yeah. Water under the bridge. We both want the same thing. I'm really smart now because- I'm know. really smart. <laughs> but, you know, we both want the same thing. So, let's
1: work together. We were friends my both. brain's mutated.
0: Yeah. And then- I'm gonna introduce you to somebody who can give you what you want. Yes. Perfect. In I like so it. In, in such gets gives me what I want, which is to go to the But of
1: course, we all know this is a revenge mission. Yep. So, you know, the glove is gonna drop. Is that even an expression?
0: Yeah. The glove will drop.
1: Yeah, the glove will drop. The white the dainty shoe glove
0: go. of dueling will drop to yes. the floor and we know it is on.
1: Yeah. So, Modok is going to slap him with a glove by the end of the, gonna the movie. he's going to drop the glove. He's going to drop the... The gauntlet <laughs> is going to drop. That's what it is. No, it's a glove now. Okay. <laughs> well, the gauntlet is a glove. It is true. Whatever. Well, you've just modernized it. So Good job. here's the thing. This movie can only go in a certain number of directions. Like, maybe one or two directions. So, Kang has to escape because we know he's the bad guy. Yes. So, does that mean that Scott is going to go through with the plan and then realize it's a mistake? And you said already that you theorised that, you know, Ant-Man will be killed off. I can't see that happening personally.
0: It's a, it's a possibility.
1: I think more so he's going to end up trapped down here and he's going to have to be rescued in a future movie. Okay. But meanwhile, Kang is going out into our universe and we're going to end sort of on a cliffhanger.
0: Ooh. Ooh. Okay. I think, I think we can meet both both ideas together. Big final climax happens when yep. they try to stop
1: Kang. Well, obviously, you know, Scott realises what he's doing is a mistake and he turns against Kang and, you know, this leads to a big battle between our heroes yes. versus Kang and his army.
0: Scott sacrifices himself. Yes. Stays in the quantum yes. realm. Yes. Lets, let's his everyone daughter,
1: else go. Yep.
0: Including his daughter, which I guess he sacrificed. The
1: whole movie is there about their relationship. It's yes. about Scott and Cassie's relationship, about how he's missed the years of her life. And then, obviously, the lesson that he learns is that's not important. It's about what you have now. He wants her to have a life. He doesn't want her to, you know, have a wasted life like he's had. Sacrifices himself to stay behind, presumably to trap... Kang there or the keep Kang there. one thing he
0: wants he doesn't get, but he does that's it for right. noble reasons.
1: Yeah, that's right. And everyone like, walks out with a tear in their <laughs> eye and they're like, oh, get that movie an Oscar. But then but then it leads to, as you said, something we can work with, which is them rescuing
0: Scott at a later date or him disappearing right.
1: back to the quantum that's realm. That's right. Yes, I agree. Absolutely. So, Kang doesn't escape in our movie? Well, we're predicting that Kang is
0: I think Kang has to escape in the movie in some capacity. Whether he goes to the real world, maybe not, but he's out of the quantum realm. Okay. He's somewhere.
1: Okay, so maybe, yeah, they defeat him, but in the process, he is sent to a different universe, he's sent to a different time, so they think he's defeated, yep. but then it's revealed not he's still out there. And he goes to uh, Thanos's ranch. Yes. And he goes, hey, Thanos,
0: can you give me some pointers of how to be an effective Marvel villain? They haven't had one yes. for a while. And he's like, oh, I've actually d- I actually do a TED Talk about this. Yes.
1: Do a TED Talk about this. You want to hear it? It's like George W. Bush. I listen to a podcast. You know that George W. Bush is uh, doing lessons on how to be an <laughs> effective pod- leader? A podcast by William Defoe. What's that? George W. Bush, the former president, is actually doing <laughs> classes on how to be an effective leader. That's hilarious. Yeah. That's what I'm seeing here. <laughs> anyway, we won't let politics come into the show. Yes. Yeah, I think that's it. So, it looks like... I think the only way we can really go with it, it looks like Kang is defeated... Ant-Man sacrifices himself to do it, not sacrifices his life, but sacrifices yes. his freedom and he traps himself Which is like the dying, realm. but not quite. Yeah. So, he's trapped down in the quantum realm. It's essentially sealed his fate. He's going to be there forever until he's rescued in a future movie. Yep. He's just, rescued-
0: like, just like people were evaporated. <laughs> he's, you know? a, he's
1: rescued for uh, Avengers 2025, mm-hmm. the Kang dynasty. Jeez, I wonder what's going to happen in that movie. So, we think that Kang is defeated, but it turns out it's revealed to us that he's just in another time, in another place. Biding his time until he gets his revenge. And everyone else gets to escape. Of course, Cassie Lang gets her statue suit. Yep. Hank gives it to her. And the suit as well. Or maybe... <laughs> Sorry. That's no. so gross. She's 18.
0: But, like, Hank is, like, the father figure of, of Scott Lang.
1: I haven't seen these movies. I don't know anything about them. Like, I, like Hanks, like. Have uh, you seen any Michael Douglas movies? Hanks, Scott's He's always fucking figure. everybody. Uh, Scott's obviously going to get with the wasp, you know, uh, get with Hope. So, of yeah. like her grandfather almost. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Michael Douglas's pickup line is, "I want to grandfather your children." <laughs> <laughs>
0: Um, we can't use I, any of this I, I, I lost
1: my train of thought I was going to say something So
0: that Hank gives the This statue suit To Cassie Or Janet has a suit Already That was okay. in the quantum realm Because she lived there And she's yes. also a scientist And yep. she was like Hey That's better How do you like purple Yeah That's better I like it Here you go Here Perfect you go, Cassie. I, I love it Here's something for the final fight I just want to throw a few other predictions out sure. there I think I, I think you mentioned it They're going to go to like a, a cantina-like bar there's going, to, yeah, there's going to be like bits of sort of scoundrel sort of stuff Like, yep. you know um,
1: Yeah, Han is going to be there like, Chewbacca.
0: Uh, like underground people that are, you know, doing, doing nefarious yeah, things Yeah, shady things. people Yeah, I, I think They're going to
1: deal with in order to get to the mayor or whoever
0: Yeah, I think it's going to be like um, It's just going to add to the roguish fun of the whole thing
1: Maybe the mayor is hanging out in this bar Maybe that's where he holds court.
0: Yeah, I think he's not
1: going to be a respected leader. He's going to be like Taffy Lewis from Blade Runner. Yeah.
0: And I think uh, both Hope and Cassie, just I'm not making any comment other than this is what these kind of movies do, will be really, really um, o- overly powerful. and Capable. And, and, is yeah, what you want to ca- say. Capable, yeah. They're going to really highlight them as like the stars of, yeah. of this movie. Which is good. But yeah,
1: Marvel really is
0: going hard on that at the moment. Yes, they certainly are. But it'll just give us points for the
1: future. Yep. Is that everything we have to say about yeah. Ant-Man and the Wasp? Do you have anything to add? Not really. I think we've discussed everything that I had.
0: Uh, this has been a mess. This is going to be hard to review later on. But
1: yes, you know what? I think we're probably 75% right. Yeah, maybe. After seeing Doctor Strange, I'm not so confident. The but, only uh, thing
0: I would say is there's probably, because Marvel's doing this a lot as well, a lot of, like, cameos, so I wouldn't be surprised if there's...
1: Yeah, other... we've got the movie. We've got the movie about the Avengers at the start. Okay, that's good. So, be look be how cameo. many cameos you can work into that. So, there's not going to be, like, another... Well, you've already got Bill Murray. You know, who else are you going to throw in there? I don't know.
0: So um, the, well, the thing when I that say I learnt, cameo, I mean, like, superhero cameo. The
1: thing that I've learnt from doing our Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness episode is don't overthink it. Okay. Don't put stuff that you don't believe would be in the movie in there for the sake of doing it. Now, before we wrap up this plot, we're going to have to do the thing that we always do. And we always get wrong what's going to happen in the post-credits scene. The only thing that I could reasonably see happening is they reveal that Kang is still existing in a universe elsewhere or in a time place elsewhere. There. That's the only thing that makes sense to me, because that would be a good reveal. What other movies are coming out this year? Guardians of the Galaxy mm-hmm. is the only other one coming out this year.
0: The only one other one coming out this year.
1: And, I, you know, there's no point trying to tie anything to the next movie, because they never do that. Okay, well... What TV shows are coming out? What TV show are they going to tie this into? Loki season two, probably. Maybe, it'll, maybe it won't be Kang himself
0: you know, in the post credit scene, but maybe other characters are talking about Kang since he is somebody who's travelled around the world, caused chaos in different realms and different timelines. You know, maybe it's like, you know- It
1: would be crazy, though, to see- Ancient Egypt or- It would be crazy, think about it, to see a time period that we've seen before with the Avengers. That's what I'm thinking. And, like, Kang just strolls in.
0: Yeah. So, what, what happens- That would be great. Uh, if we jump to the first Captain uh, America movie-
1: yeah, you know, During the war and all of a sudden Kang's there He strolls in, he prevents Captain America from becoming Captain America Dude, Something like that would Captain be crazy America. That would be crazy, that'd be great That'd be awesome And then like the whole conflict to the next couple of movies Is just like Kang is sort of time hopping And causing issues and sort oh. of irreparably damaging the, the universe as we know it That'd be sick So it's like a, a battle for time and existence Because yeah. he always says that well, I can wipe you out from existence yeah. So maybe he's going to go and start doing that That'd be great, let's do that you
0: think that's going to be the post-credits? Yeah. That's going to be the tease. Yes. You know what? I don't think that's going to happen, but I, I like it. If it does happen, that's a good I idea. I like it enough, like, let's call it, because nothing else, nothing will beat that. No. Nothing will beat
1: that. So. No, if they do do that, though, it'll be a great direction for the <laughs> MCU. Can you imagine?
0: Movie over. Kang just. We see a shot from, like, the first. Like, the original Avengers or, you know. Yeah. Captain which M- they have done already. D- doing doing whatever, and all of a sudden Kang comes and stabs that. Yes, <laughs> okay. That'd be brilliant. And they die, and it's just like. And then f- Black. Fates are
1: black, and we're just like as the audience going, "Oh shit! What? I, I want to go see like Guardians of the Galaxy two now. Sorry, three, yeah, or whatever he, it is. He
0: can just pop up and
1: yeah. Is that something he does?
0: I don't know, but it sounds good. I think so. I think they'll also address Kang's history as well in this movie. I just want to add that on. They'll t- they'll talk about him going through different periods of time, being like a conqueror. what if he
1: goes back and being like and and wipes god. out Ant Man from existence, and the movie just ends with Ant Man like you know like Marty McFly fading out of existence, and that's like our cliffhanger ending. Let's not forget that Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness also ended on a cliffhanger. It could be. Are they ever going to resolve that? Probably.
0: Could could be. Um. But then, like, Cassie's not there either. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Interesting. Wow. We're going in way too, we're, we're getting well, way too interested right at the end of our plot. Let's just say
0: op- uh, cl- the, the end yeah, of- Let's
1: get broad here. Yeah. Let's get so as broad K- as possible. This is going to happen in the post-credits scene. Sorry. Not the post-credits scene. Mid-credits scene. Kang is going to do something to screw up our timeline as we know it. So, we think he's dead, but then he turns up in another timeline and screws it up. There we go.
0: Yep. And then there's going to be another post-credit scene, because sometimes they like to do two. A jokey one, and it's going to have Bill Murray hanging around. Yes. His city's in, like, rubble. He's alone, and maybe he's hanging with Howard the Duck or something stupid. Perfect. I love it. Let's do that. Cool.
1: Oh, great. So, that is our- He's like, are
0: you seeing anyone? Because he's now single. Yeah. Well, he's been single for a while, but now he knows his wife's not coming back. He's desperate, so he wants to fuck
1: Howard the Duck. Yeah so that well, is our ant-man and the wasp Quantumania plot so do you the dear listener have any theories at all whatsoever i'm sure there's a ton out there but have you got any theories that you want to share with us you can let us know in several places you can send us an email at potentialspoilerspod at gmail.com that's all one word you can find us on our social media pages facebook instagram and twitter or you can simply just leave us a comment on this episode's page on our podbean site we will read them
0: Yes, we will. We will. And are you a fan? Are you an expert in Ant-Man lore? Are you an expert in the we Marvel aren't. Cinematic Universe? We clearly Have aren't. We said something blatantly wrong. Let us know. Have Probably. we stumbled upon something blatantly right? Do you think yeah. we're on the money just by sheer clumsy luck? Let yeah, us know. I'm excited.
1: Let's find out. Before we wrap it up for another week, let's talk about what we're going to be discussing next week. Of course, as is standard, we're going back and looking at a movie that we covered in the past and seeing how well we did in predicting it. And, oh, Matty D, the dry spell is over. Do you remember back last year when I said the next bunch of uh, actual spoilers episodes we're going to do are really terrible movies? I remember. The dry spell is over. We're only going to cover good movies to mediocre movies from now on for the next couple of months. And we're going to start off this new batch of uh, movies that we actually want to re-watch with Nobody. So we're going back and we're looking at the Bob Odenkirk movie Nobody and seeing how well we did with predicting that plot. Are you excited, Matty D? Yeah,
0: I think so. I think this is a movie we both enjoyed. So. Yeah,
1: it was on our best of lists, I think, for the best and worst of 2021. So I'm actually looking forward to uh, going back and revisiting it. In fact, I'm going to watch my own personal copy of the movie. That's right, I own it.
0: Oh, so you really like it.
1: Yeah, well, we can talk all about that next week. So, until we return next week for nobody, see you then. Marvel saw the post about how Ant Man could defeat Thanos by crawling into his ass and instantly
0: growing in size. And that's why they didn't put him in the movie Send Tweet. Um, Any thoughts? I mean, do you think, I mean, you're a credited screenwriter on this. Is that why Ant Man was not in Infinity War? Is that why you were in this? I mean, any thoughts? Right, and then grow up real big. Uh, it would work, wouldn't it? I don't know.
1: I don't know. I think he, he can grow 65 feet. Like. It's true, but I almost think it's a question for Thanos.